Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, my friends, we are halfway home on a Thursday. We've got baseball today here on 97.3, the fan. Very excited uh, about that. Paulie is out today. Adam Klug, our boss, is filling in for him, doing a great job. Good job. Uh, ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. And on the line right now is the, I mean, he's like the most dangerous living person I know right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm so on edge about what you're actually doing right now. Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, voice of the Padres joins us as well. Good morning, Tony. Morning, Wizzy. I'm sick to my stomach right now. You have a game that you're calling today. You're currently in the car driving Four out. Four hours away. Yeah, and you lose an hour. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, I, did, <laughs> I, did, I did what I left this morning and po- put it in my phone and realized I'm getting there right at 1 o'clock. So it's going to be a whirlwind again. <laughs> He's got Jesse Agler. I mean, there's Come really no stress when you work with Jesse Agler. The oh. guy has been there for days. He's going to be prepared. Tony's going to cruise in. He's going to be absolutely fine. Just out of breath. <laughs> now, he, now you sound you sound actually fine. Uh, you told Adam, I heard, that I might be in a bad spot. I picture you in that. You know where it keeps changing from San Diego to Imperial County as you go back? Terrible. You go to the switchback all the way down into the El Centro Valley. I have no, I hope you're closer than that, though. But if, if you're only going to be there at you, 1, you're obviously not that far along yet. You, yeah, you are so Spot on right now, I am I am approaching El Centro here shortly, uh, and that'll probably be a spot where I try to get a little fast food so I can get some meat. Yeah, I mean. This is like the – it's literally – like I, I used to live a little dangerously, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., and I, even I'm like, man, I've done some really seedy stuff. I've never done anything this nerve-wracking, though. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for you. I hope you get there. And, yeah, you know that Jesse will be able to cover you uh, until you get there. But So, man, it's got to be a good feeling for you um, getting back out there and getting back into the swing of things. 
Yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, just based on what I've been hearing in the early part of spring, uh, based on what I've seen, uh, this is a, a, a group that um, has a chance to, to, to do some things. And I know there's still, um, I would say, some holes in the, in the roster that I think will eventually be addressed. But I'm excited. I, I really am about this ball club. This is they 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 have kind of built in a, a built in chip on their shoulders yeah. based on how things went last year. You know, and and I think for a ball player too, Tony, and you can speak to this better than anybody. Humility is a, a pretty powerful uh, thing. Oh, sorry, I think we're losing yeah. them now. We got you. Are you yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, humility for a for a baseball player can be a good thing, a really good thing actually. It can make you go back and work harder and reassess and and realize, "Oh, I, maybe we were But you don't want to lose your confidence. You don't want to lose your yeah. confidence. It's a, it's a fine line, I I would imagine. It, it, it 100% is a fine line, and you know, um this game has a funny way of, of consistently humbling you. And as as human beings, it's easy to go through an off season or a season in which you are the favorites, and all of the praise comes to you early, um, and then you get in it, and you, you kind of can lose track of, of where you are and who you are. And I think uh, baseball is, as I said, it has a, has a great way of, of bringing you back to center. And just based, just listening to a lot of the different comments coming out of camp, it seems like they have realized that there was some centering that needed to happen. And and with Mike Schilt, I think at the helm, I think they're they're certainly on their way to, to getting back where they need to be. I'll admit, Tony, I, I I may have been wrong last year. I thought the uh, the whole weight of expectations thing was overblown a bit. I'm a big, hey, you, you produce on the field, and the the off the field stuff is kind of irrelevant once you get between the lines. But clearly, it had an impact. The weight of the expectations, all the pressure, had an impact last year. Will it have an impact on the L.A. Dodgers, who are that team this year, the one that's getting all the attention, all the media, all the stories, uh, you know, dozens of reporters every single day to see Otani and Yamamoto and Glasnow, and they're going to be they're going to be there in Peoria today, the first uh, their first road show of the spring. Could they be impacted the same way the Padres were last year? Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I would say that they have a little more experience in, in being that story, being that top dog, and, and maybe knowing how to handle it, but everybody's susceptible to that. I, I would push back that you weren't really wrong, Ben. I think those things are true. Everything is really decided on the field, but how do you navigate that when it doesn't go as scripted, right? And I think that's where this this ball club last year failed. When it, when it changed on them, they didn't pivot. They just, they just stayed with the thought of Hey, it'll all work itself out. We'll be fine. And then when they looked up, it was it was too late. But the Dodgers most certainly can be affected by it. If not during the regular season, we know it can affect them come playoff time. So um, they're they're an immensely talented team. They should be the favorites to win the West. But they're just as susceptible to the things the Padres went through as are just susceptible to go through the things that the Padres went through last year. I was just going to say, we're talking to Tony Gwynn Jr. It's a totally different feeling when that clock strikes midnight and it gets into October for the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, yeah. you, you, you added some, um, obviously, ridiculously great players. Ridiculously great players. Uh, Tyler Glass now it, it has experience in the, in the postseason. Um, Shohei Otani does not. Yamamoto does not. It's a different story for them. 
they're going to win 115 games, like almost falling out of bed, you know, and they did it last year with a rash of injuries. They know what they're doing, but again, it's going to be a little bit different in October, and that pressure's just got to be through the roof. Uh, it's good for my narrative, though, because if they win it, Tony, if they win it, well, it's like, well, yeah, how could you not win it with that team? And if they lose it, that's just going to be a lot of fun. It's funny because, you know, I think I'm a big believer in, you know, I don't I don't believe in a lot of the hype that, that typically happens in terms of the game, especially playoffs. But once it starts to happen a couple times, and I'm talking about the Dodgers and their, their playoff uh, issues, I yeah. guess. Once it starts to happen a few times, now it starts to settle in on the people who are in the fight. Start to settle in your head a little bit. Creeping and in. So it, it, it does. And so you start to have to find a way to, to overcome that. So that's going to be stuck on them no matter who the new guys on the roster are who haven't experienced it. They are going to inherit that. And so, um, you, you know, from, from a Padre fan standpoint, I think you, you sit back and you, you, look, you hope for chaos. Now, Chaos may not come when you think it does, when it's supposed to, like during the regular season, but anything can happen come postseason. We've seen that, I mean, now, like four, four consecutive years, it feels like. Talking to Tony Gwynn Jr., voice of the Padres. Gwynn and Chris here on 97.3 The Fan on his way to Peoria for today's game. And, Tony, I want a spring training childhood memory from Tony Gwynn Jr. Like, how young were you when your dad let you come with you to – to Peoria, I mean, do you even remember Yuma? I, I can't imagine you do. You're not old enough for that. <laughs> but, but like, what what did he let you do when when you finally were old enough to go to spring training and and be with him for a little bit? And you were in school, so I don't know how much you got to do. Yeah, I didn't get to go to spring training for long periods of time. You know, to the point where I could like get up, go hang out with him at the field. But I, I certainly remember Yuma. Um, I remember being under the we would be the home side bleachers playing pickle with whatever kids were back there. And that, that wasn't just ballplayers kids. That was whatever kids were out watching games. We were in the back, usually playing pickle somewhere. Um, most of my, most of my spring training stories are really just being able to go in and, and go into the clubhouse. That was really my first experience getting to see what a, a big league clubhouse looked like. Now, Mind you, Yuma's clubhouse on the Padres side looked a whole lot different than it did in Qualcomm <laughs> when you came back. But nevertheless, that was my first experience being in it. So um, I, I have a lot of really fun memories. I have memories of uh, breaking windows at the, whatever facility we were staying at, getting in trouble doing that. I, I got in a lot of trouble when I was coming out to Yuma. So did your dad tell you not dad. like stay away from certain players? Like, don't don't bother Ken Caminetti. He's getting his work done. Stay away from Ken. Was there certain players that were off limits? By the time – no, no player was off limits. By the time Ken was, I was a little bit older. I, I, I understood what was going on a little bit more. But, uh, you know, back in, you know, the, the late 80s, seeing Tempe in the locker room, I mean, the 80s was wild because you walk in there, it'd be, you know, three three or four guys smoking a cigarette. And it was just, <laughs> <laughs> you, think of, you think of where we're at now, it's like you couldn't fathom walking into a clubhouse seeing anybody smoking a cigarette. But that – that was kind of the times then. Can you imagine? I kind of miss it. If actually. we just walked in and Fern- Zan- Fernando Bogarts is just smoking a heater, Jeez. what in the world? I, I mean, Ed, Ed, Ed Whitson usually had his shirt off and a and a and a, and a cigarette before. When, as soon as you walked in in the morning, it was like it's off. 
my favorite. I miss that era of baseball, actually, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think I fit in better there, Tony. We'll, we'll let you get back on the road, man. Good luck getting out there, and uh, you know, hope you make it in time, and we'll be listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, my ETA is 12.50, so I'm doing well. Nice. Right, yeah, a little ahead of schedule. Nice. But he's still got that fast food stop ahead of him, too. So Don't get pulled over. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm I built it in, so we should be good. All Excellent. Right. All right, Tony, Appreciate uh, have, you, have a great month. We'll, uh, we'll see you when you get back. Tony Gwynn, Jr. Uh, actually, we'll see him on Monday when yep. we're out there in, in person, I'm sure. And you'll hear him, barring any uh, accidental sidetracking or you know incorrect Google Maps or unexpected traffic, at, uh, at 12 o'clock today, Pacific time, 1 o'clock Arizona time, which is 10 minutes after he's scheduled to arrive in Peoria. It is very Ben Higgins of him. I mean, you, you push, you push, yeah, he's efficient. You push the envelope a little bit. Too much for my liking. I was at lunch yesterday an hour early. An hour. I was, I got there five minutes five early. Five minutes before the lunch. Which is, started. by the way, still five, five minutes early is five minutes early. That's fair. We might have could have started it earlier had you been there a, a, a little bit earlier, but I'm just, you know, at, you also like to live dangerously like that. Well, I was already very early, and then I went to work, and I was I was early the rest of my day. I didn't want to, I mean, just Sit and rot. Early, I feel like if you're an hour early, you're just wasting an hour of your day that you could have been doing something else. Oh, well, I was playing on my phone, <laughs> listening, exactly. listening to my, my uh, album record you went and of got the a day. Coffee, got a coffee. Got a coffee. A delicious flat not, white. Not necessarily the most productive time of I, your day. I was listening to my new record. My, so my what new, was yesterday? Was, it was um, uh, Allman Brothers so Live. Bob at the, Dylan was day one. Yep. If you missed it yesterday, Woods got a book. 1,001 albums you need to hear before you die or something. And turns out a lot of tier ones have done the same thing or are doing the same thing. They have the same book. Uh, and now there's a, there's a website that just pops up a generator. And it shoots you your album of the day. I haven't logged in to see what today's is, but yesterday was uh, the Allman Brothers Live at the Fillmore, and it was it's pretty badass. I'm not a big jam guy, so I'm like, all right, I get it. You guys are really good at guitar. I get it. You guys shred. You're a lot of their tracks are instrumental. You, not a lot of them, but some of some them. Some of them, um, yeah. And so, yeah, Dwayne Allman is incredible. They're very good at, at playing guitar and showing you how good they are at playing guitar. So I, I liked it. I like the Allman Brothers. Um, I will say I like Blood on the Tracks a little bit better. So I'm, I'm working Dylan. through them. So I have, how many do I have left? I've done two. 999. 999 albums to go in their entirety. So I did. I got 999 that. albums to go. I got the whole one done yesterday albums. waiting for you. So it was good. All right. Uh, we got our tier one tour uh, resuming next. We are finally making our way out of the East. We'll go back to the, uh, the National League and take a look at the Chicago Cubs as we begin our tour of the NL Central. A team that um, has had a fairly quiet offseason after a a surprisingly decent year that didn't end in a playoff run. We'll take a look at uh, the Chicago Cubs, what they are up to in our Tier 1 Tour next after a check of traffic with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before we jump back into our Tier 1 tour, I need to respond to our big boss, Michael, who is in our chat, who said five minutes early is late. Damn right. And while I certainly understand that perspective, especially someone coming from a military background, when you have a a drill sergeant who is going to lay into you and make you do a bunch of push-ups if you're going to be late, you're definitely going to want to be very early for things. But I'm going to try to convince Michael that as, as an employee, you want your employees using their time as efficiently as possible and having them simply sitting around being early to something, like 15 minutes early to a meeting, to then what? Sit around and just just shoot the breeze and, and, and not be productive is actually, is actually counter to what you're trying to create. You want every minute accounted for as efficiently as possible. And that is always my goal every single day. Very much so. To make every minute count. Yeah, very and much And that's so. why I don't get to lunch one hour early. When it's scheduled for 12.30, I feel like 12.25 is a perfectly acceptable time to arrive for a 12.30 lunch. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't, you, you're just living dangerously. There could be a 10-car pileup on the 5. There could there be could. a flat tire. There could. And, and I'd, be, I'd be covered. Is there a sense that I feel like my time may be more valuable than yours? Words? You're a bit of a narcissist. Yes, yeah, there is. Absolutely. There's a little bit of that yeah, there, as well. There, there's no question. And it's, if I felt like I made you have to wait another five minutes... Probably not going to change your day much because you just waited for an hour. What's another five minutes yeah, anyway? That's true. That's true. I, I, you know, I, I tend to attract these people in my life, to be honest with you. It's, my wife is truly my soulmate in that we both are an hour early everywhere we go, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it any other way. Have you ever run for a plane? Like, that's such a concept that's only, so foreign to only me. Only when I was on a connection that got delayed. Right. So I had, but that wasn't my fault. But, I, I, have you ever run for a plane planes, that was leaving at, you know, seven? Planes, I tend to... I tend to be fairly early. One time when my wife and I were flying to Italy, our one international trip that we made, we arrived about three hours before the flight. But this was in the months after 9-11 at LAX. And there were multiple security lines. And we realized we're not going to make it. on Three hours early. We were there three hours early. By the time we checked in just to the ticket-like line, it was now 45 minutes before our flight, and we still had two security lines to get through. Fortunately, everyone else was in the same boat, and as we walked up to our flight, they said, yeah, you're not by far not the last one to get on. You're fine. We're not, we're not late. But we were pretty panicked at that point. We've got a uh, rule on the Tier 1 baseball team that's already been established. 30 minutes. Uh, game starts at 9. You need to be there in uniform, ready to go at 8.30. So I can get the lineup done. I'm not going to be waiting for you, not holding the lineup. We've got enough guys 
30 minutes. That's man. fine. Yeah. I mean, part of being at a game is warming up and yeah. getting ready. You know, getting ready. You know, I, if you get there at 825, yeah, then fine. you're five minutes early. Yeah. But if good. you get there at 830, you're still on time. Yeah, you're on time. That's fine. Yeah, you'll, you'll stay in the lineup. All right. Uh, speaking of lineups, let's take a look at the Chicago Cubs and fire up the Tier 1 tour bus. I'm like a kitten. Taking a look at each team in sequence as we count our way down to Padres opening day on March 20th. We have uh, completed our tour of the NL and AL East divisions. It is now time to look at the NL Central, and we will start with the Chicago Cubs, who finished 83-79 and last year. One game out of a wild card. Pretty big game because that was uh, one game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks who went to the World Series. 162, sometimes one game makes a big difference. And I just happened to look. They went 1-6 against the Diamondbacks last year. They really let it get away. They went 7-15 in their final 22 games. It was the Cubs' playoff spot to lose. (laughs) And they did, allowing the Diamondbacks to sneak in and the Marlins at the end. But in a, in a normal universe where the Cubs don't collapse, the Diamondbacks don't even make the playoffs. Obviously, they don't make a World Series run, and we're living in maybe a, a different alternate timeline in which uh, there's a lot of different talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. But didn't happen that way. And in the end, the, uh, the Cubs decided to make a very large managerial change in the offseason. Their biggest move coming in the dugout with the hiring of Craig Council away from the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, replacing David Ross. Yeah, and you figure that, that move in and of itself, then could get you that extra game that you needed, right? I don't know uh, how you, you judge a, manage, a manager's wins above replacement, but Craig Council, obviously very well respected, uh, knows what he's doing. Has been able to do a lot with a little. And he's got, it's this very similar team. Don't you feel like maybe even worse starting pitching than he had in Milwaukee, but maybe with a better offense? I'm looking at their offense, the projections uh, on Fangraphs right now, Benny. And I'm looking, and they got one, two, three, four, four guys probably going to hit more than 20 home runs uh, in Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki, Dansby Swanson, well, Christopher it, Morrell. It looks very different if you add Cody Bellinger back oh, to the lineup. It, it looks massively Which different. Which the speculation has been that they are the favorites to, to retain him and bring him back, but as of yet, they have not done so, which means it's been a very quiet quiet offseason for the Cubs. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a scary lineup. I mean, other than Jan Gomes, if you're a Padre, who right. is the absolute, I don't know how that guy kills the Padres murders. every single time, just murders the Padres, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Talkman, Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Swanson, not the worst. Not Morrell, the best they lineup. Tra- traded for Michael Bush. Yep. They traded for Nick Madrigal. They've got Do- they just picked up Dominic Smith. I don't know that he'll make the team. Uh, Patrick Wisdom off the bench now, uh, but their their starting rotation's decent. You know, yeah, Justin I mean, Steele's really they, good. Of course, they lost um, Stroman. Stroman, and they replaced him with Shota Imanaga. I saw a from video. Japan. I saw a video of him yesterday. Now, again, take it for what it's worth. Spring training, they had the the camera right behind the dish. Nasty. They were doing the overlay of his fastball and his his slider, and I mean, it is nasty, nasty stuff. So we'll see how he uh, translates to the big leagues. But you got to be excited about about it's a good, it's a solid ass team, is what I would I'd call him an SAT, a solid ass <laughs> team. Uh, and Craig Council should have them playing some pretty good baseball. I, you know, you feel like kind of like Blake Snell, Justin Steele, probably a candidate for regression potentially a little bit at the top of their rotation, but even a little regression, he's going to be pretty good. Uh, did add Hector Norris to their bullpen uh, to give it a little more length and depth behind Ad- Adbert Alzale, their closer. 
Uh, yeah, you you figure right now they feel like around a five hundred ish team. Oh, I'd say uh, again. I'd say if they add Bellinger, then oh, yeah. you know back to a, a fringe playoff contender again for sure. Especially in a weak division, you got something. To well, yeah, compete. Ben mentioned their collapse down the stretch. They missed the wild card by one game. Correct. Late in September against the Braves, they had a one run lead in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. And Seiya Suzuki dropped oh, a throwball. Oh, I, drop I remember that, that him one. Right in the glove. Oh my god. They had the lead in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. They lost that game, missed the playoff spot by one game. Holy cow. I mean, the, I the Marlins, that. the Diamondbacks at 84 wins, the Cubs at 83, the Reds and the Padres all at 82. I do not think the Cubs are winning fewer games than the Marlins. Oh, last year. Well, that, that was last, that was okay. last what year. What are they projected to the, this year? Um, their fan graph projected win total. 83. 83. So, yeah, right around, a little around 500. Now, Brewers, they still have the Brewers winning is this last year? No, this is 24. Brew, they have the Brewers winning 92 games. Really? That is, without Burns. Without Burns? They just, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, Cubbies at I mean, 83. They do have Gary Sanchez now. That is so. true. It is finally official. That can't be right. I'm taking the under. <laughs> Go do it right now. That's the Brewers, though. It's like somehow they're wins. going to. It's a lot of wins somehow, for the Brewers. It, I mean, they, they can, win, Murphy they can the win that crew? division with 87. Why bother winning 92 when you don't need to? To win that division. 92 wins. Hmm. Okay. They could be in playoff position at the trade deadline and still sell off pieces. Yeah. They're the Milwaukee Brewers. That is wild. Yeah. As uh, as we said about the Cubs, one of their biggest strengths every year is that they get to play in the National in League the Central. Central and not oh, see, in the NL West or the NL East. My uh, website that I use, Ben, has them set at 75 and a half wins. That sounds a little... That sounds a little, little better That's a That's a... Not as strong as an underpick at 92 as it is at 75. Low now. Look at this. Chicago Cubs 24. NL they Central's... went 92 last year. Okay, maybe that's, Brewers, maybe that's yeah. what it was. Well, it says, it says 24. Yeah, it doesn't have the... I need to find out what the projections are. Uh, but yeah, 75 and a half feels a little bit more right. That was last year. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Uh, we will uh, make our way through the NL Central uh, this week and into next week. Switch over to the AL Central and then... We'll be out west, and then it'll be time to start uh, Padre season in Korea on March 20th on opening day when we complete our Tier 1 tour. All right, it is uh, 8.30. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, I want to uh, I want to finally get into that Jason Stark anonymous executive poll about some of uh, the winners, losers, moves in the offseason, and we'll hear from Xander Bogarts, who sat down with our Sammy Levitt at spring training yesterday about his position change and more all coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, if you're hoping for some secret pessimism about what the Dodgers did in the offseason, you're not going to find it from the group of anonymous executives that Jason Stark pulled in the Athletic. Oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> they were quite they were quite high on the uh, the LA Dodgers moves. Uh yeah, Jason Stark does this every year. It's his um spring training survey and he talks to anonymous executives around the league and asks them just a series of questions. First one was which uh, is a hot dog a sandwich. sandwich. Which team was the uh, the most improved in the National League? And you can <laughs> Choose three teams, ah. but every single one of the 31 pretty much led off with the L.A. Dodgers okay. are the most improved team. Diamondbacks got a bunch of votes as well. A good offseason. Some were so high on the Dodgers. One NL exec <laughs> laid out his top three this way. Dodgers one, Oklahoma City AAA Dodgers two, Tulsa AA Dodgers three as the most improved in baseball. Another one just said Dodgers, Dodgers Dodgers. Um, how many games will the Dodgers win? One exec said 130. <laughs> One said, look, I work for a lower budget NL team, so in some ways I can't stomach the Dodgers, but you have to admire not just that they do what they do, but they're awfully freaking good at it. Yeah, there you is do a, a great job. Yeah, yeah there's some professional uh, envy, and but also some respect for the Dodgers around the league, and uh, expectations are high, uh, both anonymously and publicly for the L.A. Dodgers this season. I'm going to say they don't win 130 games. I would also say that that seems high. It's very high. That's You can absorb 32 losses, and that's it, the entire year to get to 130. As Brandon says, 130 wins to get bounced by the Rockies in the first round. <laughs> well, it's the Brandon, it's the layoff. I mean, you know, how can these guys be expected? To go out and perform after four days off. I mean, it's very difficult. Uh, American League version, the Orioles and Yankees uh, received the most votes, with the uh, Royals also getting a bunch of votes for most improved on the American no, League side. No love for the Cincinnati Reds, Ben. Uh, I'm like... I'm like The Reds were fifth on the most improved list. I'm like weirdly excited to watch the Reds and the Royals this year. I'm, I'm, I've taken a, 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 an interest in watching both of those teams that are... It, in a similar type, you know, not situation. We've got a lot more superstars than both of those teams do, but they got a lot of players that I absolutely love watching play the game of baseball, and I'm I'm rooting for those guys. I am. He also went the other direction, asking about the least improved teams, and uh, the top three were the Marlins, the Rockies, and the Padres as the teams that did the least to improve their rosters from 2023. In now, the entire NL. In I, the entire NL. Now, the Marlins went out today and signed Tim Anderson. So right, but that's, I mean, they've done. Proved they've, themselves. The Rockies have done. They've done. Have they done nothing Have they done anything? 
Uh, the Padres, of course, you know, worked on their bullpen a little bit, but they also lost the most in terms of trading Juan Soto and yeah. losing Blake Snell and it's Nick Martinez to... and Michael Walker and Seth Lugo. So what, There's what's no the question? Way to improving your roster? improved team, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, teams that went nowhere or backwards. And, and, you know, I think it's fair to include the Padres just based on who they lost. But, I mean, if you look around the NL. But they've done a lot more than those other they've teams. They've done have. a lot more than the other teams. And, and like, what did what did the Phillies do to improve? They, they re-upped. They signed Craig Kimbrell. No, Kimbrell's an Oriole now. That's right. He's an Oriole. They lost Craig Kimbrell. No one what mentioned have, the Phillies, but what it, have it, the Phillies done? They're they're a decent team coming back, but they're the same team coming it's back. It's the without Kimbrell, they've re-upped uh, Wheeler or Nola. Nola, Nola. Talking and they're about talking about Wheeler. Wheeler, but that doesn't make you better. That just brings back the same player who's a year older. Yeah, they haven't done they haven't done almost anything. This I, I mentioned with Merrifield. I, that's their their yeah. big off season acquisition. I okay, mean, I mentioned Kimbrel because I had the Orioles on my mind, wondering if they were on the least improved for the AL side. Because I know they got Corbin Burns, but they're a team that won a hundred games, and you'd think this is their time. Go go make some big up. They were the most improved according to the the voters what, because with, of Burns. Because of Kimbrel Burns. and Burns. Yeah, because of Burns. Yeah. Essentially, it's essentially the acquisition of one guy. Sway. I mean, you know, even execs are subject to the same. Kind of whims that we are. Now, least improved on the AL side. This was kind of funny. Uh, the Red Sox and White Sox were both there. The A's got the most votes, though, of least improved. Jason Stark took it a step further, though. He challenged the 31 anonymous executives to name six Oakland A's. Oh, man. And not a single one of them. Oh, my God. Even really wanted to attempt to answer the question. Can, of anyone, name can you do it? Six right. Oakland A's. I, I, I don't think I could do it. Ryan Noda. Look up, pull up their roster. Ryan Noda. Brent Rooker. Estuary Ruiz. Estuary Ruiz. There you yes. go. A lot of stolen bases out of the tongue, former Padre. Would we have known him I, if he wasn't a former Padre? Probably not. Zach Geloff, second baseman. Zach Geloff is there. Very good. That's Adam. four. That's four. You, you're correct on all There's of them. There's three brains in here, by the way. Yeah. Any pitchers? Those are really hard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, really uh, hard. Uh, uh, is there is there closer? Him and uh, they just signed Bobby. Uh, there's a Jimenez, right? Yeah, there is a Danny Jimenez. Danny Jimenez. Dan Jimenez. Who was signed as a free agent a year ago. Not Bobby Miller. Bobby, is there a Bobby pitcher? Bobby, it's, it's like Shea no. Langoliers. Shea Langoliers, yeah. yeah. Is, is the uh, Who's catcher. the Bobby? There is no Bobby. There's the a team. Bobby. I had him on my fantasy team last year. No, I see no Bobby on the roster right now, unless he's on the injured list somewhere. No Bobby. I believe he is. No Bobbies. There's a Bobby, Ben. There's no Bobby. There's no Bobby. Mason Miller. It's close. That's who I had on my team. <laughs> the Bobby you were thinking of. <laughs> I think Bobby was Miller, Mason, Mason Miller. Yeah. Miller. Ba- Mason Bobby Miller, obviously. <laughs> Bro. Oh, Trevor God. I know that name. Yeah, dude. This is. Uh, oh, Ross Stripling, Alex Wood. Okay. Yeah, those are two no, no, known names. In... Iggy Anduhar. <coughs> Seth uh, Brown. Former... Seth Brown is a guy that everyone talks Their about. Their projected the third baseman for. right now is uh, former Padre Abraham Toro. Does naming the manager count? <laughs> That is Marcotte. Uh, Marcotte. I know that he one. He's an uh, Oakland A. That's a very anonymous team you've got right it there, is. though. It is. I'm, I'm pulling for him, though. A um, couple of other observations from Jason Stark. Uh, the worst free agent signings of the offseason, according to the anonymous executives. Lucas Giolito is number one for the Boston Red Sox. But the next two were both 
San Francisco Giants, Jordan Hicks and Jung Ho Lee, were considered two of the three worst free agent signings. Jordan Hicks and Jung Ho, Jung Ho Lee, Lee, both were by the Giants, both considered oh. bad signings. I mean, Lee seemed like a big overpay. Obviously, the Padres were in on Lee, but nowhere near where the Giants were willing to eventually go when it came to the salary that that he was uh, he was able to command. Um, who talked us out of Giolito being a bad deal? Chris Rose or Eno Saras? Innings eater. Innings eater, yeah. yeah. It's important. It's important, but the price tag was really, really through the roof. No real consensus him. on the best free agent bargain of the winner. Uh, Reese Hoskins got four votes. He made, what, 14? 30 million. 30 for two. For two, yeah. for two years. It doesn't feel bargaining to me. Coming off an injury season, but I guess they just kind of dreamed on him returning to being the power threat that he was. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Those are what actual people in baseball, anonymous executives, had to say about some of the uh, the moves that went on in the offseason. Well, I do like the you know I do like the um, the under the radar bit for the San Diego Padres, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, they they talked about it on MLB Network yesterday, and everyone said, "Listen, I, I think they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder," as, as Tony Gwynn Jr. mentioned as well, and the expectations are kind of off. These guys are are seemingly more focused on playing together and. You know, we'll see if any of that crap turns out to be true because that's all it is right now is just it's just it's just hot air at this point. But uh, we'll see if they can actually perform on the field. And uh, but I, I I like where everything's going so far. I mean, obviously there's three holes I would love. Oh, that's weird. Uh, there are three open spots that I would like to fill. Of course, um, no. Last year the Padres would have been on the, the other side of the list. Most improved teams, uh, partially because of their acquisition of Xander Bogarts. He is back for a second season. You're just going to plow through that. When we come back from traffic, we're going to hear Sam. right through it. I'm not going to bring it up. Tom Rathman. Mike Alstott. Full backing it. Oh, my God. Lorenzo Neal was always my favorite with the uh, I was a big Mike Alstott guy. Loved him. All right, let's go to – we're going to go to traffic, yeah. and then uh, Xander Bogarts. Oh, my God, Adam. With our Sam Levis Disgusted when we come back right here now. on 97.3 The Fan. Xander Bogarts getting a lot of praise for uh, some team-first attitudes here this spring. Yes. With the San Diego Padres, the position change to second base, which we will see him out there today playing second base and batting second for your San Diego Padres, but wanted to bring a couple of clips up. Sammy Levitt talked to Xander Bogart yesterday. Just play the whole thing in its entirety, Padres please. Spring please. Training. Here's, uh, here's a couple minutes for you. Now that you've had a handful of days there, how's it going? I mean, it's been different. You know, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the challenge. I know, I know it will be some, some, some good days and some bad days. Uh, that, that all comes with trying to, trying to make adjustments and, and learning something new. You know, I'm always open to learning, always open to listening, and. Uh, might be a little different transition because I'm normally in front of all the plays, being a right. shortstop, but now I'm kind of behind the plays. I don't really see much what's going on here. So I can't wait to get into games. I mean, I've, I've been practicing, but I know the games is much different because uh, I've, I've played on the, the second base of the of the infield on some shifts. So I know sometimes it can be a little tough. So hopefully I can get adjusted to that as quick as possible. Is there any part of learning all this that is fun, enjoyable, like something for, for somebody as accomplished as you, something that is a little bit new? I think I was always that guy that was willing to, yeah. to learn, you know, willing to learn, I mean, in, in anything in general, you know, and and extremely open to challenges and, and, and just I think that comes with me just never being satisfied with, with anything that I do. And this is another challenge, you know. This is one that, that, that 
I knew maybe one day, you know, it would probably have to have to have happened, or maybe another position, whatever. But always open to it. Always, always, definitely willing to learn. Want, want to learn. And uh, as I said, the only tough thing for me is like I don't really see that guy. Right, so. Right. I wouldn't say I'm a little afraid. I mean, I don't really know what's going on here. You know, it's just, there's a lot of trust that I have to have going on in myself and and the way I'm around the base, right. so preventing anything from happening. We're talking about the physical side of playing second mm -hmm. base. How about the mental side? Because I, I thought the other day when you spoke for the mm -hmm. first time about it, I thought you said all the right things. Yeah, and I it am. showed a team-first mentality. Now that you've had a few days to sit with it, from the mental standpoint, how does it feel? I like it. You know, I like yeah. it. Uh, I feel like it'll be a little less taxing on your body, probably. Uh, but yeah, as I said, it's probably my preference after shortstop. You know, that would be a good good place to go. You know, not that not that uh, I wanted to go there right. or something like that. But yeah, definitely now that we had it, and I got to talk to AJ to see if I can get some games at shortstop when Kim is Kim is having an off day. I got to right. talk to AJ about that. Okay, well maybe they'll they'll work with you. I hope so. You know, hey, AJ and uh, Chelsea. <laughs> I let me ask you. I love that, by the way. Let me ask you, Woods. I'm like ready to run through a wall, kind of right now. Does Xander Bogarts deserve some patience? Yes, from fans this year. Of course. I mean, I, I get. I mean, it sounds logical to me as well. You're being, you're asking him to change his position, completely different perspective. Yeah, different pivots at second base, different side of the infield. After he has played exclusively shortstop for a very long time. Bro, I was talking to a buddy the other day that played in the minor leagues, and I asked him about that 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 change. And he goes, he goes, I'm so nervous for him, because he really he likes Xander a lot. And he said, Moving positions in little league is tough. Moving positions in high school is very difficult. Moving positions in adult ball is hard. He goes, I can't even imagine he's like short, all your momentum's coming towards first base. Second, you have to like Stop, recharge the, you know, build it all up to make the throws. He goes, coming across the bag. He goes, I just, he goes, I'm a wreck for him. So the answer is unequivocally, yes. He's going to look like a buffoon a couple of times. There, there's no doubt. I mean, it happens to the best of them. But it is a rarity that guys who are making $285 million in contracts are afforded a lot of patience from fan bases. They're expected to, Bro, as long as, to already be final products and be they, good they, and proven and they, and they know what they're doing. They paid for that bat. You know, the bat is the bat so needs to play. patience with the fielding. Patience in the field. Oh, but yeah. you better not carry it over to the plate and 100%. get off to a slow start because you've been so worried about no, the I mean, position look, change. You're going you're gonna to be. You, there every, are expectations still on Xander Bogart. Of course. Everybody gets, a, uh, everybody gets, you know, patience at the beginning of the year. Nobody, you know, it's, you ever see a guy come out and hit 500 for a season? You ever see a guy hit 400 since Ted Williams? No, it's a effing hard game, dude. So. Um, guys are going to get off to slow starts. Guys are going to get off to hot starts. Eric Hosmer won the MVP in April every year he was here. I've never seen a better hitter. He was Ted Williams in April. I would pick him up beginning of the year on my fantasy team. I'd drop him May 1st. He was unbelievable. Was six bombs, you know, 30 RBI, batted 500 with runners in scoring position. It was incredible. So guys are going to get off to slow starts. Xander got off to a scorching hot start last year. Scorching. So I expect the bat to play. In the field, though, yeah, he, he deserves a little patience. A couple more minutes. We got a, one more clip here of Sammy with Xander Bogarts <laughs> from yesterday. A lot of superstars in that clubhouse. Mm -hmm. No secret. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish. The list mm -hmm. goes on and on. From, from a leadership standpoint, entering year two here in San Diego, 
How do you view that for yourself, the, the leadership part of it? I just think continue being vocal, you know, and, 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 and I mean, whenever you see something that's not being done the right way, you just let them know. And, and no hard feelings. They, they, don't, they shouldn't think like you don't like them or you dislike them or you have a problem with them. Especially coming from the young guys. Like, I know we have a lot of young guys that are hopefully at some point comes up and help us because we know our prospect list is pretty hot. Uh, pretty solid guys coming up in the minors. So excited to see that group and excited to be able to work with that group. Right. Uh, I know the transition for some of those guys might not be as smooth. You would all hope that all of them would right. blossom into the player that everyone hopes that, that they will become right away. But sometimes it's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't really go that way. So excited for that. And, uh, and what's crazy is we still have a lot of talent at the big league level with experience. So right. I feel like blending in those two is, is huge because the years that I've been successful as, as a team, you always have to have a couple right. of guys come up from that, that farm system and, 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 and play and, and play pretty good. You right. know? So hopefully this year is the year and, and, and we continue to build something that's very sustainable. Yeah, superstars mixed in with some young, young and, guys, and really hungry keep, guys. Keep us young. I feel young. <laughs> I don't know if it's that second base thing going on, but hopefully it stays that way. Big fan of Xander Bogart's interesting point in the chat made by one Brian Yono. Do you see this? He said, it's interesting that Xander said he'd talk to AJ to get some games at short. You'd think that would be a manager's decision. That is an interesting point that Brian makes that I guess I didn't think twice about when he said it. But that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they you know, are what is it's what are collaborative. They collaborative. It's collaborative. It's uh, what's the other word? What was the buzzword early? Not synergy. It was collaborative. It Elite? Was, no, 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 no. It was a, a word they were all throwing out, all the, the brass and, and Mike Schilt. Damn it. We hear from all different voices. We get. Uh, what's the word? Perspective. Intentional? No. He said intentional a lot. He did. He did. That's an interesting point, though. Like, hey, I'd like to play some short when Hassan Kim goes well, uh, needs a rest. Well, I'll go talk to AJ Preller. I think it's interesting that Xander's batting second today. Holistic, you know, holistic. holistic. There's the, the word. word. Yeah, it's a very holistic approach. Xander's batting second today. He told us uh, first week of spring training last year. Don't like I that don't second. like hitting second. He says I, I always get great numbers when I'm hitting second, but. What, is it, why doesn't he not like getting great numbers? It I don't doesn't know. help the team as much. Something. I, I don't. I, I never totally understood it. If you're getting great numbers, you should be helping the team. Where if you're batting second, uh, I have not heard pe- one peep about Xander not wanting to hit second this year. And guess where he's hitting today? Two second, playing second for your San Diego Padres. Might as well wear number two while you're at it. If you're going that to is, just do all those things, that is an interesting little comment there. <laughs> I'm gonna let's make a, a, a mountain out of that. AJ runs the team. Is that a mountain or is that a well-established fact at this point? Fair enough. It's, right. it's a holistic approach. Final hour, uh, we're going to talk to Sammy Levitt uh, live and in person next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.